Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us and welcome to A Turn of Events. I am Annette Nath, the CEO and Creative Director of Nath Productions. We are a strategic event production company based in New York City. We specialize in corporate, social, nonprofit, and weddings. We are obviously doing a lot of virtual events right now. So if you have a live event and you're not sure how to turn it into a virtual platform, please contact us. We will be happy to give you some advice and talk to you about what you need to do to have a profitable, fun, engaging event. We are also, I also have a Facebook group, which is called Event Planner Society. This is for event planners only. We are going to be launching a free workshop in January, which I'm super excited about. And the workshop is gonna be all about how to get clients and how to close clients. Everybody needs to know how to do that right now. So we're gonna talk about that and lots of great conversations going on in the Facebook group. So please join us at Event Planner Society and we'd love to have you over there. Event planners only, so I know a lot of my friends who are vendors wanna be in the group, but we just wanna keep it to event planners so that we can collaborate and work together and really learn some great stuff over my 30 years of experience that I'm gonna share with everybody. So come join us, okay. My next guest is so awesome. I love her so much. She's one of my dearest friends and colleagues in the industry. Jacqueline Vasquez is the founder and CEO of Lifetime Events by Jacqueline, a sought after master wedding planner and certified wedding and event planner. In addition to being an industry expert, educator, mentor, speaker, and the author, and an author recognized internationally. Her motto is, to create unique experiences for your, her clients based on creativity, trust, and transparency. And she is known for creating magical experiences for intimate dinners to mega conventions at home or a destination. So we're gonna talk about the value of international connections. Jacqueline is the master of that. Jacqueline, welcome to the show. Hi. How are you? I am great. I am so excited. I know. I'm so excited to talk to you because <laughs> I'm not, this is not one of my expertise is the international world. I know you spend a lot of time in that area. So we're going to learn a lot. A lot of people in my Facebook group are, it's an international group. So there's a lot of people that are going to get some great value out of this. So I'm really excited about that. So first of all, tell everybody how you got started, where you got started, and how you got into where you're at. So that's where my story starts. That's a perfect question to get into everything. Everyone has a story and everybody says, talk about your story. My story with regards to international connections is very simple. It started before I even thought to add it on my goals list, on my, oh, I want to do that. So... I, uh, I believe in education. As you mentioned, I belong to different associations and I have different accreditations and things like that. So, of course, when I started in the industry, I started working a little bit. And then because I believe so much in at, on education, I joined associations. Now, joining associations may not be for everyone, but there are certain things to look for. There are some benefits to joining an association or any organizations that you can resonate with, connect with, right. because it could lead to opportunities to learn, to grow, and to connect. That's the right. most important thing. And I think that's what everyone's doing right now, connecting yeah. during this pandemic time. Yeah. And so that key word connection is so key when it comes to branching off into an internet an international platform. So my story started when I joined an organization, an association, a wedding association, and it's called Weddings Beautiful Worldwide. They basically, they were based, I think they're in Virginia, but they're basically U.S. and they have different liaisons, both in Latin America, Asia, and so forth. So my main concern was to get the education. I never thought of, okay, it's Weddings Beautiful Worldwide. That really didn't hit me until later on. So I took my course and all of that, and I'm giving you the back end so you can really see the wow effect of it. 
Yeah. I'm getting my experience now. And throughout that process of education, I connected really great with my instructor. And she actually became my mentor. And to this day, she's still like, why am I your mentor again? I'm like, you don't know. It could be five words that you share with someone and you really can build a light bulb in somebody. Just five words versus it could be five months, et cetera. So it, it all depends on what you say and how you say it. So she said so many different things. She was so supportive and all that. Graduated, did my thing and started working more. So a few... Uh, years later, she reached out to me and she says, oh, we're having our seminar that we haven't done in, in a while and we didn't have it in Vegas. Would you like to be a speaker? And I was like, okay. I was like, okay, it was my first, I never spoke before in any, in, in smaller events, but nothing large, especially right. in Vegas. I'd never been to Vegas. And so I was like, okay. And it came from her and I felt comfortable. I was like, okay. So that went well. It was a very intimate seminar, but it was so like refreshing. I was like, oh my gosh, I got a bug. I was like, I, I love speaking. I love sharing. Yeah, I know. And that really just infected everything. I, I was like, wow, I, I want to be more connected. I yeah. want to speak to more people. I want to hear other people's stories. From there, a few years after that, in 2015, I got a call from the corporate office and they were like, oh, we heard from our Asia market and for Weddings Beautiful and they're looking for a speaker. They asked us if we have a member and we want to recommend you. Are you interested? I'm like, China? Okay. <laughs> Can I just get back to you really quick because I need to speak to my partner, which you know who he is, is my husband, but he works with me as well. Yes. And he's looking at me like with three heads. What did you say? Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, I wanted to, you know, confirm if it was the right step. Right. He's absolutely. That's where it started. It started where with me getting that opportunity through an organization that I just went simply for education. Yeah. And that was the best experience in my life to have an opportunity to go to China for one week and just experience having a translator, being a speaker in a country that I don't know their language, I don't know what to expect. And I felt like I was welcome into a family. And yeah. it was because of that connection. So that's where my story started. That's awesome. And I also know, like you, I love education. And anyone who's listening, I don't care how many years you've been in the business, I've been in it for 30 years. You have to always get the education. I continue yes. to learn and grow, and I will continue to do that for the rest of my life because it's super important. You have to be up on the t on the trends and what's going on and education. And I love learning from everybody. In fact, yourself mm -hmm. and all of that. So, and that's why I love to teach. So I taught a course at NYU, which was very exciting. I've mentioned how I got that. I was a speaker on a panel once and our friend Liz Caruso was on that panel and I was so nervous. I, it was a Sunday, it was raining. I didn't want to go. I was so scared because I had our, my colleagues were going to be on the panel with me and there were like four or five of us. And I thought, Oh my gosh, I I'm going to look like an idiot. I'm going to say something stupid. I'm not going to know something. And of course it didn't happen, but I was so nervous that I thought of like 35 reasons not to go. Like literally while I'm in the taxi and I'm going and I'm like, okay, the taxi got a flat tire. I was like everything I could think of. And I went and it ended up being an amazing experience. And Liz had this program that she was doing at NYU and asked me after if I wanted to be a teacher course. And that changed everything. And I was like, yeah. uh, and then I, I got the bug to teach as well. I had already been coaching one-on-one -on -one in my coaching program. But it was such an experience and you just never know where things are going to take you. And that's why you, I highly recommend that anyone who's in the event industry or any industry is to really connect with people. And like you said, now is like a really important time to do that because we need each other right now. It's crazy. And I love that our industry has been pulling together and really supporting each other. And you were a speaker. The whole point of this is that you came and spoke to the students as a guest yes. speaker and it was just fun and they loved it. And they were just great. I miss them. I don't do that anymore. The whole systems change, courses have changed and all of that, but yeah. I love doing that. And I, till this day, 
many of my students work on events with me and they have gone through my course. They have, they're writing me and asking me questions about what should I do this? I remember when you told me this nightmare story. And so I didn't do that. And it saved us, my client, like $30,000. So that's yeah. a big deal. So yes, you remember those things. I just love helping people like you. And that's why I adore you. Okay. So how did you get started building your international connections? And I know you just mentioned that, but from there, how do you, how then, then what do you do? Okay. Yeah. So now I got the bug and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Yeah. I kept on, I also belong to the Association of Broader Consultants and different organizations that I would just connect with. I heavily believe in, strongly believe in networking, collaborating, but not just, oh, hi, how are you? And, but just really getting to know what's important about that person, what's special about that person, why should you reconnect with that person? Trying to find out all of those things. So networking and going to different conventions, conferences in, in the industry, events industries have so many conventions and educational platforms. And now in the pandemic season with virtual, if you didn't learn anything or took a course or connected with the industry by networking or joining a Zoom to connect or things like that, then you need to get on it because that's yeah. how you build the connection. Even earlier on, I connected on like the World Health Organization virtual events that they were having. And that was like, oh my goodness, this is yeah. amazing. That's where what it takes. Networking, building those networks. And from there, I was invited by other organizations to speak in Latin America, Jamaica. I got invited to speak. Jamaica has the Jamaica Bridal Expo because they uh, know about the Association of Writer Consultants, they found me through that. So again, right. it doesn't mean that you have to belong to those particular organizations, but any type of organization that you can just build your network, build your, let people know who you are right. and let them see what you can offer. Right. Then they'll remember you. Right. They'll just keep you in that little file of, oh, I know who to reach out to. And in the conventions, a lot of people, there's a lot of international people. International. Yes, so it's exactly. I know when we used to be able to attend live events, the especially like the special event, there was a lot of people there. So I connected with a lot of people. So recently I was on a Facebook group and I've been in a lot of Facebook groups now because I'm talking about my program and my, my Facebook group myself. And I was on this Facebook group and I noticed someone from, mentioned that they were going to be doing an event, a virtual event and it, for our industry and they were looking for speakers. So I immediately said, would love to talk to you. So I had a call with him yesterday. He's from Poland wow. and they are going to be doing this worldwide virtual event and you should probably, I'll probably connect you with that so you can talk to them, but they're looking for speakers and, and it's, I'm going to be a speaker on this. And so there's going to be a lot of international yes. people are going to be talking about virtual events and how to go from a live event to a virtual event and how we did that. And what does the marketing look like for that? Which really as a tip hasn't really changed much, but so I'm going to talk a lot about the taking a live event to a virtual platform. So but that's exactly it. Just putting yourself out there, looking, researching and connecting and, and asking, don't be afraid to ask if you know what you can offer and your qualities, maybe they'll say no, but that's okay. Just yeah. keep looking, keep researching. And Perfect. then sometimes for me, it's just worked out that when I least expect it, it happens. Yeah, that's always the way. That's go, right? I know. <laughs> so why would you ever consider a collaboration with an international professional? So for me, for instance, and this is based on the individual and things to think about, right? So for me, for instance, I wanted to keep building my business in reference to a, a section where it was destination weddings. Right. And as I wanted to build that, I and I came more into contact with people in, in different locations, areas, um, and countries, I was like, wait a minute. As I'm getting to know these people, and for me, I think the best thing, and, and people who do destination weddings, 
know this, that if you build the collaborations and the connections in those countries and you want to, you get a wedding to go to the Caribbean or to Italy or whatnot, they can collaborate with you, whether it's a planner, whether it's a, a photographer, whoever it is. Right. Even if like for me, it would be a planner that I would love to collaborate with, but I've gotten to know them. So I know if somebody comes to me and they're like, oh, I want to do a wedding in Italy. I could say, yes, we do weddings in Italy because I have someone there already. Right. You know, I already know I've built that connection. I'm so confident that we're good anywhere in Italy. Right. So that was one part. And then me wanting to continue to speak abroad and nationally, whatever opportunities I wanted to increase. So really get to know what is the purpose of why you want to build that connection and then go from there. Are you looking to speak or are you looking to branch off on your business and offer something additional? And if the collaboration will assist you, then that will be the key goal. Right. And it's just even you and I, you have, you do a lot of weddings. You don't do a lot of corporate stuff. I do weddings, but you don't do a lot of the corporate stuff. And so you're not really in the virtual platform right now. You're not in that field at this moment. And you've referred me to people who wanted to speak about that. I know there was like a magazine or I can't remember like what it was because I'm getting a lot of those lately. But, um, so, I know who, yeah, right? It's not me. I don't want it right now. Yeah, so like, exactly. And so I just think it's really awesome that uh, we're doing that in the industry. And I would do that too. If I, I'm not an expert in every single thing. And so I don't want to be. And so I would, you know, send it off to someone else with what I think is great. So what is the value of building connections on a global level if the focus of a professional is local? Okay. So in the same realm, let's say, for instance, you're located in New York or whichever state you're at or country. Let's say they want to come to your area and they're looking for a collaboration, someone to work with, someone they trust. So if you've already built that connection and they're coming to your area, who are they gonna call? Right. So that's the same scenario. It's just, you're putting yourself out there for opportunities, not so much to have a lifelong relationship with them, but you never know. And, and it's key to your business to understand what, your goals are? What is your business goals? What is your business brand? And if collaboration and networking is not in there somewhere, you should think about it because networking and collaboration is something that will help you grow. In this time frame that we're living, that's what made me just take a step back and breathe easy because from the very start, I had about four destination weddings in different countries. And so I couldn't have done that alone because every country, even here in the States, every state is so different with protocols and things like that. So understanding that you should not think about just doing it on your own. There's always a need to collaborate and support. Just be very respectful. That's the only thing. Yeah, that's very important. But I, listen, I can't do it alone. I can't do any of this. They're like, Annette, you're fantastic. I'm like, no, it takes a village to do what I do. Like when I go to events and I'm like looking around at all my vendors and we have a hundred people pulling an event together, I'm always so amazed that it's actually coming together and everybody's there and everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. It really, truly just, it just touches my heart. I'm a little softy. So I know people think, oh, you're a tough girl, but I really (laughs) get so emotional about that because I think it's, we spent a whole year working on an event and that's why I'm always, I always have to work with people that I know and trust because I, I just, it represents my business and that's super important with everyone. So if you're collaborating with people and they've referred someone that you're like, if anybody you refer to me, I know that they're going to be really good and I'm going to trust that I can work with them. Mm -hmm. So that's another reason to collaborate with people is to, so you can't do it on your own. So you mentioned the language, right? So you went to China and you had an interpreter. What do we need to know about that language in order to communicate? What were some things that happened? How did you work with the interpreter and, and, and stuff like that? So that was like, I think that was the best part. And I wanted to adopt her. I was like, you're coming home with me. (laughs) She, 
So what they did was they paired the speakers with a translator and there's different options. So the, the first one is the trans having a translator. So they paired the speakers with a translator and then they let the translator and the speaker spend a few days like we toured. I saw China. I saw I was in Beijing. I saw the wall and every. Everything. So I was like, okay, I, I was I walked the key landmarks, but in that time frame, we were chatting and communicating. So by the time it got to me doing the presentation, oh, good. we were able to connect and I was able to slow down my speech so that I knew I was giving her time yeah. to write things down and be prepared to translate. And then I knew when to stop for her to translate. Right. Then there's the other options that I've been to different conferences where they offer like the technology of the translator equipment that it's like a headpiece or earpiece. Right. And if the, let's say in Latin America, I've seen this where if the speaker is speaking in English, the translation will be in Spanish and they're listening to the speaker. So right. don't be afraid about yeah. language. That's the last, that's the least of your worries. Yeah. Language. Yeah. Because that's understandable. If you're going there and everybody's looking at you, what is she saying? So I'm a New Yorker and I speak really fast. And I think <laughs> I did that prior to even being a New Yorker for 20 years. So that's something that you would have. So very good key is talk slow. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I just want to add to that, that goes hand in hand with this, when you're doing a destination wedding or event, not in your just your speech, but in your expectations. Yeah. Because there are certain locations that are slower in processing and working. Yes. And the first time that happened to me, I was like, okay. Oh, so now it. I'm prepared. So anywhere I go, whether it's um, slow or faster or whatnot, I know I'm coming from New York, and I think generally New Yorkers are faster than anyone in the world. Yeah, <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> and so I know, especially in the Caribbean and different areas, slow it down a little bit yeah. because it, it could be that you are doing the same similar thing, same similar type of work, but the culture, the way that their general life is in different countries is so different yeah. than it is here. So research and doing a lot of asking questions so that you're well prepared. Right. That, that happens here in the States. I'm not going to throw any state under the bus right now because <laughs> I work with a lot of them and I love them all. They're the sweetest people, but they are slow. There's a few of them, but they're just so lovely that you can't help to... And you're like, get to it. <laughs> like, okay, so generally, I just say, okay, so this, is, this piece is really important. This is what I really need. We have to have this flip happen super fast. You guys got that? So... They, so at least I over-communicate where it's yes. important that they have to speed things up because I know that they just do things a lot slower than, than I'm used to doing. You are correct. It's not just other countries, but within the States as well. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course. So I just wanted to mention something about one of, one of my coaches or someone along the way said, even if you're afraid, say yes. If you're not sure, obviously, if it's something that you just, you know, you really can't do, but if someone asks you to speak somewhere, they've obviously asked you because they saw you speak or they, they believe in you or they know that you know something about something that they're looking for, say yes and then figure it out. And even you're going to be fine. Yeah, so I yeah. always say yes, even though I'm freaking out inside. And then when I get there, of course, I can talk forever about events. So it's, right. it's the silliest thing and, ever, but the more yeah, and it's the same analogy when, and, and I say weddings more because most of my business is right. 70 to 80% weddings and, right. you know, corporate is smaller and things like that. It's the same analogy as when I first did my, what was it? My first Indian wedding, my first Hindu wedding. I had no clue, even though yeah. you can research and search Google all you want, but you want to make sure this is a wedding. This yeah. is someone special event. Yeah. I wanted to make sure that I knew every specific and whether it's that culture or any culture that you are unfamiliar with, it's just asking. Yeah. You don't have to turn down the business because you don't know the specifics. Right. It's basically how to be professional and do your work right. Then giving that opportunity and letting them know that you're here to work with them 
that's how you learn. And that first wedding that I did, the the couples, the I think it was the groom's sister. She sat down. We had a family event, you yeah. know, meeting, yeah. and the sister gave me a program, and she went over everything with me. That now I specialize in South Asian weddings. That's so awesome. it's true what you say. Don't say no right away. Just really yeah. say yes or think about it, but think about it in a positive way. And the key too is. So find someone, there's lots of planners out there that, that are freelance that want, would okay. love to work with you. So find someone that has the experience, bring them on. So now they can coach you basically along the way. I did that years ago when I was doing my first Jewish wedding, I girl that had done them before. And so she would, but also know that every religion doesn't have, they don't follow like the religion the to the thing. Yes, different. it's so different. different. So it's okay to ask the questions. Like, are you going to do this piece of your culture? Exactly. This piece. So that doesn't make it sound like you don't know what you're doing. Do some research, the what the protocol is for it, and then just ask them all the questions about it. And then you're going to get to know what pieces of their religion or their culture or whatever they're going to do that they want to do within theirs. Because everyone follows different cultures. So yep. then you don't look like, you don't know what you're talking about. So yeah, <laughs> it's the same speaking internationally and everything is the same concept. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's the process of building the connection? So lots of research. Yeah. Definitely keeping that connection and all of that, but also if you have issues or you feel like you don't know how to communicate well, if you feel that you get frustrated or because communicating with people on an international level, you really have to take a step back and right. really slow down the process to really listen and hear at what's going on. And not just listening and having that verbal communication, but also the nonverbal. That's just as important. And then just being very thorough. And like you said earlier, Annette, asking questions and it doesn't hurt to ask questions yeah. and then debriefing on everything, understanding the logistics. Yeah. There's different um, laws and different things. So again, depending on if you're doing an event or looking to speak, it's all different. So just keeping in mind that if you're doing due diligence, if you're asking questions, if you're connecting, if you're, you have a trust partner, then it's going to be fine. Right. Yeah. You it's building on that. You have to ask questions, every yes. single client, and you have to listen to what they say, especially exactly. like what they don't want. Those are always good questions about what they mm -hmm. don't like, what they don't want. Cause, or if they did an event before and it was not successful, why wasn't it successful? Those are always, exactly. we want to make sure that we don't do whatever that happened, which normally never happens, but like the lighting was bad or something. I would never allow lighting to be bad. I'm a stickler on that. I'm always pre-plan. Use yeah. the same mentality of pre-planning or right. if you're not a planner, just use the same objective of being prepared. Right. You're never too over-prepared. Right. You're, you're going to show up over-prepared and ready for whatever comes your way. Yeah. Yeah. So how do I know if the connection is good for my business? It's so, like the best connection for my business. So one of the things that I recently did, I think it's over close to five years now. I, in, in trying to grow that connection, I wanted to be more into different um, countries and all that. So for me, I wanted to build that connection more. And so I joined another organization of international wedding planners. So now there's this organization with more access for me. Right. And through that, I learned that overall in general, whether you're going to a convention or organization or something like that, like they became like family to me because we had like smaller retreats. So that's important. Whether whatever builds that relationship, do it. They do small retreats, intimate retreats. They have conversation. They offer a lot of different communication platforms. And that way you get to really know them right. and understand they understand who you are. So they get to know and respect you. Now, when that, and I keep on saying respect because that's important, respecting 
other people's cultures right. and differences, no matter if you believe it or not, being respectful, because if you're genuine about that connection, that's important. Right. So if, if it's one that's not good, it's because you feel it in your gut. This is not working for me. Right. Then you need to step aside and continue building your relationships. So you'll know, I stick to this all the time. You'll know in your gut yeah. when it's not right. I and, if it, and you're getting it, just step aside and keep on going the other way. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm big on going with my gut. I do that a lot. And it's yeah. usually always on point in the right direction. Yes. So how can you, what if, what, how can the collaboration with an international connection hurt your business? So what are like some things about that? Cause that could be scary. And you mentioned it. Let's say you're doing an event abroad and they don't show up and they don't support your brand. They don't act professional. They don't. So that hurts your business. That's the most important key. So preparation and communication beforehand is key. So that's how it could hurt your business if you don't have a great communication process there, a great understanding. And you mentioned it quite a bit earlier that really letting them know what's really important about this event or about whatever relationship or whatever activity you're doing. Should the focus of my connection be simply for profits? No. So I was going to ask that earlier is, do you get paid to speak? Do oh, yes. you pay for your trip? Like yep. talk about how all that works. I'm sure all that works. I have to go to China. What's that going to cost me? <laughs> so yeah. How so, all, that works. all right. So should it be all for profit? My response, me personally, is no. When I first started my China one, it was definitely not free. They paid for everything. They paid from the translator to the travels, to the accommodations yeah. from myself and my partner. So really they, there was a contract that everything is listed. So it's understanding what's your opportunity and then evaluating is that opportunity good or not? Because I have done events that I'll, I won't get paid. That was earlier on because I wanted to build it. So I don't get paid, but they cover everything else. Yeah. What's the balance and looking at your goals and is it worth it? The expectations, your expense, are you going to pay way more than what you're getting back? Yeah. Uh, so really looking at the balance of right. that to see what's best for you. Right. So yes, I, I do get paid now to speak and yeah for everything else. Yeah. So I just a little tip on that as well. I do the same thing. If I'm, they have to pay for my expenses if I'm going anywhere out of New York, but, and I will, I also will look to see what's the audience. What am I going to get out of it? What am I going to, so this one that I'm going to speak at on this virtual event, because of course it's virtual, so they're not paying anybody, but yeah. I've asked him to share do two little marketing about my Facebook group. Getting he knows a lot of planners, so he's going to help get some planners into my Facebook group and, and work that way. So there can be ways that exactly. you can collaborate together on different things, and they can they can definitely help you cross market or whatever that looks like. It's basically what's the with them and what's the expectation. And then one thing I wanted to add, and and I forgot another opportunity that I did get, which I wanted. It's really an important opportunity that I wanted to mention because it helped me understand that I don't have to travel abroad for to get an international opportunity. Again, going back to the organizations, the Association of Broader Consultants, I there's an Asia partner from Japan that he we've connected before in, in conferences and he we've spoken and all that. And the first time he reached out to me, he said, I'm going to bring a group of planners from Japan, students, and 
we would like to set up a session with you. Oh, and yeah. you would go into yeah. a, a room or a restaurant private area or something like that, or a classroom session or something. And it was like two hours and I got paid for it. Oh, I get paid for it. Like, I didn't even think to ask him, but yeah. he did explain before I arrived that this is the, what we're paying. And I was like, wow, for two hours? Okay, this is okay. So yeah. that relationship has been going on for several years. And next year, there might be an opportunity that I'm going to share for next year that I'm like overly excited about with him. Awesome. Well, you deserve all that because you're awesome. But the other thing is what I want to say too is if you're going international, you need to make sure that you check safety. So if they're yes. going to put you up in a hotel, ask them what hotel they're putting you in and do some search research on that. If you're going to have a driver that's going to pick you up and take you, just check all of that because you don't want to end up in a really shady area of where this event is. So make sure that you really check on where you're staying, the area, the location, especially now it's a crazy time. So I don't know if China is the place to go right now. (laughs) But yeah, but I will mention that you mentioned that, um, it was really interesting. I won't mention where it was, but that did happen to me once. And what happened was that I had spoken at this particular area a few times, a couple times. And so I, it was great hotels and everything like that, pickup service, all that. And so I didn't research the third time that I was asked and I was like, okay. So the hotel was a little bit questionable, (laughs) even though it was a good brand, but it was questionable. So, you know, that's a lesson learned. It won't happen again. (laughs) You want to stay at known brands, the Hilton's, the Marriott's, the Ritz Carlton's, maybe say that you want a four-star hotel that may be different there than it is here. And then also flights. A lot of times I have to fly business class. So I want, I mean, that's what I want them to put me in. So exactly. Ask for those things. You can negotiate. I'm a negotiator. (laughs) I love to negotiate everything. Start high and come down. (laughs) Yeah, so negotiate everything and talk to them. So the next thing is, how do you handle time zones, the time zone differences? Conditioning. You have to condition yourself. And this I learned from my partner because he was, he's former military. So he, I got a lot of tips from him on this. And yeah. when I went to China, I had to prepare because there's 12 hour different, 12 hour flight and 13 hour difference. And so I really had to prepare. I was like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? So fortunately going, I was good. But coming back, I had jet lag out of the yin-yang. I was like down for the count for two weeks. Oh, I could not even think. So conditioning is really important and it takes time. So if it doesn't happen the first time or the second time, just it'll, you'll get used to it. It's if you're starting a few days or a few weeks before, it's just all about conditioning. Find out how long the flight is and the time difference between where you're leaving from and where you're going. Very important so that you can take some time to condition yourself. Yeah. So this, this one event that's out of Poland. So we had the call and we had to, he wanted to know if I could take a call and it was like 5am or something. And I'm not a a 5am girl. So I, said to him, so what time is the event going to be? Because I'm not going to be, and I think he wants us to go live instead of pre-recorded. So he said he's going to make sure, he's going to make sure that he puts me like at the end, which will bring me in at 9 a.m. here. Got so it. I can do 9 a.m. You're going to have your whole team there with makeup and lighting and all. That. <laughs> it's going to be this, but I definitely, yeah, I can't do one o'clock in the morning. So I'll, you know what? I'll be doing probably something like that in the next year. Really? It might be at one or two in the morning. So oh, that's boy. deep conditioning for me. Oh, <laughs> that takes a lot. I don't know how, but you know, if it's, if the money's good, if it's good. Do, Right? Yes, yes. I'll right. take a few months to start conditioning. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so we have a question from Marty, and he says, do you see growth in the event business post-pandemic more internationally or domestically, and how are you planning for that? Which is a great question. Yeah, so I feel that everything, every location 
is still in a waiting stance. We're all waiting, whether it's in Italy, New York, Florida, Caribbean, we're all in waiting because protocols are changing like constantly. Just since November 20th, there's an event that I have that different locations and areas and protocols started changing as of November 20th before the holidays. So it's just keeping abreast of what's going on in those countries. And I actually feel confident that it will get better. And I feel confident that depending on the seriousness of the locations and countries that how they take it, those are the areas that are going to profit faster than others. Just doing research and really monitoring, jumping on, there's so many industry travel and other types of virtual events that you can really learn or things that you sign up like pre- I think it's preview. I get like emails from the industry and you just learn. It has so much information. So really following up on that, but I'm very positive. Again, it all depends on the country and the systems that are in place and how good we are as professionals to make sure that those things happen. Yeah. So the, the, I answer the question. to that the one thing that has changed is we are all events are becoming much more international right now because we have to go virtual and so more people are coming on we're getting more connections with international companies Um, people that would have wouldn't be able to fly to new york or to the states or vice versa we wouldn't be able to fly there we are able to now connect internationally, which I think is really awesome. And that's something I could never have done before. So I think, thank you for the question, Marty. Yes, thank you. That was a great one. (laughs) Okay. What are tips to getting a speaking opportunity abroad? You've touched a little bit, but like really. Again, just recapping on that, just really connect the connections asking, looking, if you're part of organizations, staying abreast of things that are going on and things that are being offered. Maybe they're having a seminar in another location or another country. For instance, Latin America, they have an organization, IAWDWP, and they just, they've been doing the last two weeks an an international uh, virtual event. And they started like pre-conference virtually and then this coming week they're gonna have live and virtual. It's a mixture of people that they've had. They had the, oh my God, what's his name? You had him on event safety specialist, the lawyer. Oh yeah, Um, Adelman. Yes, yes. So he was on yesterday and he was speaking in English and it was just a conversation where some was being translated as the speaker. They were having the interview and some was not because there are some places that they are comfortable with English and understanding English. Okay, great. So what technology can make these connections more valuable and what platforms are best to build these connections? If... You don't have to learn every single language or whatnot, but one important key thing is if you're looking to travel abroad, definitely always keep abreast on top of looking and researching those local areas, travel information, the CDC, different travel state and country websites and platforms are very important because you have to know what's going on in that country. Yeah. You don't want to travel and there's a surprise. You can't come back home. Yeah, you know, and, and you don't want to get people. I know. <laughs> Yeah, I personally am thankful that I have my partner and he knows about that, that I leave that up to him. And I say, okay, how are we doing? How are we doing? And he's like, we're still good. And then (laughs) it's just being realistic that we live in a world that is ever changing, even now in in this time. Yeah. And your partner's awesome. What's his name again? Daryl. Daryl. I'm going to tell him you forgot his name. (laughs) He's going to listen to this. you i love you i'm the worst with me it's okay yeah, especially as i get older i can't remember anything anymore so i gotta listen write everything down Daryl, i love you i'm so sorry okay so, i just want to give a shout out to daryl because he's awesome and the two of you are so great and he's definitely you're the sweetest couple ever okay so the first where the, so the key the first thing to starting for these connect to get these connections is really research is that what research research and finding where you can connect 
organizations like or networking events. Organizations, right? Yeah, not just international, but also lo my start was with US, a US organization. Right. Because they may have chapters that are international. So that's how it starts. If if you see that they have international chapters, that's a great start right there. Yeah, yeah. And okay. not being afraid to reach out. And the wedding's beautiful. I'm basically connected with all, almost all of the liaisons from Africa to the Caribbean to Ecuador to, and I've gone to speak at Ecuador twice already. It, it's just be, be fearless. I know. And be adventurous, but be mindful, be respectful because it's different cultures. You need to understand who right. they are, how they operate and really appreciating that. And they yeah. will appreciate you even more. Yeah. Patience. And that's the thing. We <laughs> have to be super patient in my industry. So sometimes I feel like I'm not, but there are times when people are like, wow, you have the patience of a saint <laughs> to deal with some of these clients. Clients are difficult, especially if they're spending a lot of money. They're wonderful. And we love our clients to death. So how do we maintain the connections? Just like we're doing now, just communicating, following each other on social media, scheduling a time. Now that we're Everybody has the virtual mentality, right? The mindset, setting up a, a Skype call, a Zoom call, whatever platform is best, um, Facebook yeah. video. It's just, there's so many right. platforms and opportunities for you to engage and connect other than an email that makes right. it twice as yeah. just so and much I, better. And I think now people are getting on Zooms and doing this and talking to each other. So it's really important. Just reach out to your connections right now and say, hey, I just want to see how you guys are doing. What's yeah. going on? What's happening yeah. with the organization? What's that? Reach out and set a one-to-one, like a coffee call or something. Yep. The one part that I forgot about technology, if you don't have a WhatsApp yeah. um, on your phone, definitely add that, down, download that into your yeah. phone because that is how international locations they, they communicate they, they, now yeah. this is one thing that i will share very important on the technology and this is very important when i went to china i found out there that instagram facebook all that does not work they, there's a system that just knocks everything down and you have no access to it because they yeah. don't have that they don't allow it Right. They won't allow it. So that's a country based thing. So there was another type of it was called WeChat, which was like Instagram. And it took me I was there for five days. So it took me like three days to connect to download it and connect it. And then finally, when I had it, people were like, it has a barcode and people were like just connecting with me and everything like that. So really, again, goes back to research. That was one thing that I didn't know, but now is something that I could share with someone else, understanding the communication process in that country as well. Right. If they're not on Instagram, find out why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody should be on there, right? So that was WhatsApp, in case no one has heard about that, W-H-A-T-S-A-P-P. A-P-P. Uh, so it's a great app for anybody who's international. They can call for free. It's like you guys can have calling for free, yeah which is really crazy video as well. Yes. Yes. So we're at the end here. I'm just, oh my gosh, already. I know. It goes, wait, you don't have to talk for I got so much more to give. What else do you want to share? What are some, why don't you add, are there any additional words or tips that you'd like to share? Let's, let's we have some more time, a little bit more time. This is one word. Smile. A smile will go a long way, no matter what country, what nationality. The essence of a smile is global. They're able to understand that you're in a good mood, that, that everything's okay. That's what you're really communicating out there. And if you smile, then they'll gravitate more to you. When I went to China, there was... There were a few times that my translator, she either went to the restroom or went someplace or went to get something to eat. I was okay not being, 
I, I was okay being without a translator. People were just trying to talk. And in, in your phone, what do we have now? Even if it's not 100% perfect, but right. we're able to translate, translate on our phone, going to Google, or there's also different platforms that yeah. it translates. And they were doing their best. And I was like, okay, all righty. <laughs> and it was just truly amazing. Yeah. Smiling will, whether you can speak the same language or not, will definitely the be the best feature. Yeah, yeah. And I think it, yeah, they, it definitely is universal. So it, it's international. I know, that's awesome. International, global. All right, yeah. so how can people, find, wait, first of all, let's talk about your book. You have a oh my book, goodness. and that's impressive because I, I don't know. <laughs> it takes a lot to write a book. So talk it's about your five book. Years. <laughs> five years. Five years to put a, a small book together, I, I feel. It's not somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it took me five years and I've been an educator. I've been a speaker. And for me, I could have easily done a, you know, how to become a wedding planner or whatnot. But I feel that there's so many other platforms out there for that, that I was like, okay, what else can I offer? And it was more of what's the next level. What right. happens when somebody takes a course and graduates and doesn't know that, you know, they can go to a mentoring or a coach like, like a net or whatnot. And what do I do? I was working on it little by little and trying to offer different little things. And then in the new year, there's going to be a second part to that. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Then 2021 is going to be a little bit better, not better, but because this year has been great, even despite of everything, but it's going to be a a, there's going to be some what <laughs> type of things. <laughs> That's good. That's the thing. It's so I'm excited. And I think the link is there. That link, I'm on Amazon. I'm now on Kindle. So what is, nice. whether you want a paperback or a uh, just Kindle or just want to order it directly. Now, if you want a signed copy, you just order it directly. That's why this link is there because it gives you the options. You can order it directly, or if you want a signed copy and a t-shirt oh, or be inspired and believe and proceed t-shirt, then that's that link that gives you all the options. Right. So we posted in the chat where to find you and it's everywhere. <laughs> so like indifferent because I have my business and then I have my personal brand that has my speaking or my personal brand that has speaking, education, right. mentoring, and my book. Yes. Yeah, so it's so awesome. And you guys can reach out to her. She's all over. She's on Instagram and YouTube and Twitter and LinkedIn and so reach out to Jackie. She's just amazing. And thank you, my dear. This has been awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I am totally thankful, Annette. You're amazing. Oh. You're beautiful. You're, I, the, I can't even explain the connection that we have, but it, it's just amazing and it's beautiful. So I appreciate you. Thank You're you. A beautiful soul. And we, I just adore you. So <laughs> just gush on each other now for the next <laughs> take a couple weeks off during the holidays but we are going to be back next week super excited that you guys join us and we'll see you around thank you so much for joining take, take care be safe